Hello, hello, everybody. I am Pastor Richard Wesley Johnson. And I'm Dr. Corey Little-Edwards, and this is the Elusive Dream Podcast. Dr. Corey, this is episode eight of the Elusive Dream Podcast called Come to the Altar. Come to the Altar, And uh, we're bringing it back a little, well, it's old school for some. For some, it, it is not old school. It's still in session. Folks That's still right. do a come to the altar Absolutely. as a part of the service. Oh yeah. yeah. For sure. For what sure. Is, what is the what what is significant behind this title, Come to the Altar? Well, I mean it's really about taking a moment for people to reflect mm-hmm. and for people to consider how is it that they may need to or feel prompted to make some changes to repent. So That's right. The altar I remember uh, my pastor growing up, uh, Father K, every message ending with an altar call, yeah. which was your come to Jesus moment. Yeah. You've, yeah. you've heard the gospel. You've heard the presentation. You've heard the truth. You've heard the grace. Yeah. Now, how will you respond? Yeah. I mean, uh, a church that I went to for several years here in Columbus, New Salem, uh, Baptist Church, uh, the pastor there was uh, Dr. Keith Troy, and he has an amazing altar call ministry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where it was a time where people will come and, and this, as my aunt would say, when she came and visited the church, uh, she would say he can tarry. He mm. knows how to tarry at the altar and mm-hmm. indeed, and it's about tarrying. It's about being present and waiting and listening to see what God is saying to your spirit. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of spirit, I mean, it is a spirit to spirit connection. Amen. It is the Holy Spirit that now. is speaking to an individual about making a life change. That's right. And that's what's significant about episode eight here on the Elusive Dream podcast. It is about life change. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into this episode, we want to recap episode seven mm-hmm. uh, with our guest, uh, Pastor Brian Loritz. Yes, yes. So in episode seven, we talked about the strength to love. And mm-hmm. Pastor Brian Loritz spent some time uh, with me in conversation, and he really brought home some really important points. Uh, one is that in it, to love uh, one another in Christ is to have this balance between grace and truth. Mm-hmm. And even Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. talked about that when he talked about the balance between having a tender heart and a tough mind. That's right. Uh, we also spent some time really thinking about the work of Bishop, Bishop Desmond Tutu as well and his contribution to having us understand how do we do this kind of work mm-hmm. and how do we live in the spirit and how do we balance when we are engaging issues of justice with love. And then another really thing we wanted to end on is this self-care, taking care of ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That, that that really getting rooted in that belovedness That's of right. who we are and being okay, just pausing, and right. doing things and bring our hearts and souls joy. That's right. And that's, that's, right. that's a, that is um, a worshipful thing. It's critically necessary if you're engaged in the long-term efforts of uh, bringing about God's kingdom here on earth. Absolutely. And, and working towards racial justice. Yeah. Um, I think when Jesus says, you know, the poor will always be with you, it's not because he desires it to be that way. Yeah. But because the systems of this world continue to perpetuate poverty. That's right. And so don't grow weary in the work. The work is still good and it's mm-hmm. worth it. Mm-hmm. But you got to pull back sometimes. Yeah. And remind yeah. yourself that this is God's work that you're doing. 
That's so and you true. You do it for God. That's so true. You can begin to do it out of your own strength, mm-hmm. uh, and as you mentioned, you can go grow weary in that. So yes. we need to refuel. Yes, uh, we need to take care of ourselves, and we need to be do that also so that we can act in love. Because mm-hmm. you know we might begin to. Um, move away from that balance of grace and truth, move away from love if we're beginning to do it in our, out of our own strength. So yes, yes. Uh, spending our spending time taking care of ourselves spiritually and emotionally and physically mm-hmm. is really important. And that's another thing that came out in our time last time with uh, Pastor, Pastor LaRich. Well, one of the LaRich. things I'm so uh, just taken aback by in this Elusive Dream podcast is we've read and quoted leaders who have gone on before us. Yeah, yeah. But we've also had some amazing interviews with people doing the work today. Oh, wow. Super grateful for people who took the time mm-hmm. uh, for us to have a con- for me to have a conversation with them and for yes. us and to contribute. I mean, that yes. was really, really you called, valuable. You called your people up. I said, can you, <laughs> I would love for you to contribute. There's so much for people to learn from you. Would you be willing? And they did so and graciously. So grateful. They did. Yes. And we started off with Jamar Tisby. Yes. Yes. That was wonderful. Sending sending us a message about some of the history uh, with regards to how, how do we get here? That's right. Oh, my goodness. That was so good and so informative. And then we had uh, Reverend Ines Velasquez McBride, who broke mm, it down for she? us, talking yes. about the origins of white supremacy, but also connecting that to gender and how really even going back to the beginning, we saw this gender oppression and gender hierarchy that started. And from there, um, how we begin to see these other forms of hierarchy develop mm-hmm. across society. So, you know, she brought it. She brought it. And then uh, Reverend Dr. David Emanuel Goatley brought it as well, talking about the voice and the value of the black church. Oh, my goodness. And what we uh, have to learn from the black church. Yes. Its view of family Uh um, and justice through the lens of community. That's right. That's right. Rich, powerful theology that connected suffering with a part of our ongoing work and development being f- embraced yeah. by God in our suffering, yeah. but as well as joining others in their suffering as absolutely. well. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And so then good. we had Reverend Dr. Curtis DeYoung, mm. who really began to speak mm. to us about language and about reconciliation and what is reconciliation and reparations and truths, and even talking about how, how does that impact our actions uh, and how do we get engaged, right? And that that has an impact on that. So that was really, really valuable as well. And we followed that up yes. with Dr. Michael Emerson, yes. who wrote the book Divided by Faith 20 years ago uh-huh, and uh-huh. then shared with us updated research Oof. and really broke it down on the religion of whiteness yes. being the cause of the division yes. in the churches today. Yes, my goodness. My so goodness. some incredible, incredible guests. And of course, as we just reviewed with Pastor Brian Loritz on the strength to love, uh, Folks, if you're listening out here, um, these are some amazing, dense conversations with some remarkable people. I really do hope that you will look those folks up on uh, social media, uh, purchase their books, uh, attend their panels and uh, follow them because their work is continuing. That's that right. right. That's right. Their work is continuing and there's so much more to learn from them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we, we really encourage you to, to do that. So, Dr. Corey, I mean, as a dense conversation as this, 
We we discussed that one of the riches of this podcast is that it has a shelf life. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that uh, for those of you who listened the first time, uh, when you go back and listen again, you'll listen and take some notes. Yeah. Um, or when you listen again, you'll listen to it with some friends and have a discussion because right. we appreciate the conversation that we're having, mm-hmm. that it will further some conversations for those who are listening to this podcast. Yes, that's our that's really our hope. That it will not just be us speaking here and you listen, but it will engage other people uh, and to continue the conversation. Absolutely. Continue the conversation. Well, Dr. Corey, I I, I absolutely have to mention this because we did not talk about it. The March 2021 Christianity Today feature article was written by none other I don't know if you know this person, Dr. Corey <laughs> Little Edwards. You know who that is? Who is that? Who that is? Who that be? Who that, that's oh, you. Oh, wow. Yes. yes. I'm really, yes. really grateful that I was able to do that and mm. that um, that it even became a feature article. It was that's really, um, really encouraging, but also, you know, very affirming. And and, it, you know, um, I'm. I'm really glad that it that it had the kind of impact it had, and I, and that in many ways is because of your contribution. Thank you so much for sharing your story and mm-hmm. being so uh, transparent, mm-hmm. uh, so that other people could learn. I mean, that meant a lot to me, and I hope that those who read the article really um, gleaned a lot from your story. In that, you even shared even more than what we've talked about here in the podcast. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's been that was really. Really good, really good opportunity. Yeah. Well, the title of the article says it all, Dr. Corey. The multi-ethnic church movement hasn't lived up to its promise. Yeah, it kind of gets to the point. It gets, it got, <laughs> you didn't have to it, figure out what it was. I wonder what this article is about. <laughs> mm, it, it, did you read the title? <laughs> yeah. But it was such a timely article in light of all that transpired in 2020 mm. with regards to the increase of police use yeah. of deadly force yeah. and altercations with African-American men and women, mm-hmm. as well as the increase of hate crimes targeted towards Asian-Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was timely for me uh, because it was the test of racial unity in our congregation Mm. in our city Um, Mm -hmm. you know multi-ethnic churches make a huge promise that uh, many of them have failed to come through yeah yeah and and that and one of the points I wanted to communicate in there is that can be uh, quite painful to people particularly people of color because they are looking for uh, unity and support and um, a sense that when people are in pain and when we are in pain that our siblings would mourn with us. Yes. Um, Yeah. So one of the things you said in that article that stuck out to me was this idea of oneness mm -hmm. that God has not called the church to diversity. No, Mm -hmm. this is what you say. The church is, uh, God has not called the church to diversity. God has called the church to oneness. Mm -hmm. I have no better solution than the gospel of Jesus Christ for this. Absolutely. You know, that's what you said. I don't have another solution. I mm. really don't. I often, you know, find myself talking, you know, um, to groups and really breaking down the sociology of it. But I firmly believe that the answer is in the gospel, in the good news mm-hmm. that 
that we are all one, that we are all the beloved of God, that we are to live in a community of mutual submission, that we are to mourn with one another, that we are to bear one another's burdens, that we are to be a family. Um, And so if we aren't living that out, um, then we're not going to be able to be the kind of community that God calls us to be, that beloved community. And I love that that God breaks it down so well for us um, mm-hmm. in the Gospels yes. and that God came to earth in the form of Jesus to tell us how to do this. And so yes. we have a very clear blueprint. We do. We really do. We and, do. Um, and Dr. Corey, when I've talked about this article with other pastor friends mm. and they're asking me, like, what is your response, you know, to this? How do you feel about it? I say, well, <laughs> I, I said it in the art. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, that's she, me, right? No, that's me. That, that's actually me. That's actually me. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you asking me? Because. I don't know what you're asking me. I don't me. know what you're asking because I've been there. I've been there. But, <laughs> you know, if you want me to expound a little bit further, yeah, yeah. it's like when you go to the doctor and the doctor gives you a diagnosis. Mm. I want to know what's wrong. And yeah. for some of us, we have sicknesses and diseases that take us multiple visits, multiple, mm-hmm. uh, you know, specialists in order to accurately diagnose the problem, what's going on, the sickness that's happening in your body. And so that article and our conversations back and Mm. forth were like a clear diagnosis of Mm. where the sickness is, where it's coming from. All right, doc, now what's the solution? You've already got it. It's called the gospel. (laughs) It's called the gospel. Come on now. Yes, yes. And, you know, that's a really good analogy um, about the illness that we might have or suffer from is because sometimes if you don't feel it, because you can have an illness and not actually feel it. That's right. It can be a silent killer. Mm -hmm. And people may engage in practices of denial because Mm. they don't feel it, even though it's causing so much damage. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's not until they begin to feel it and they begin to go see if there's something to be addressed. But um, what I am encouraging people to do is don't let it get to that point. Right. Right. Accept the diagnosis. Yes. Go see what the problem is and begin to, as you said, we already we already have it. Yes. Begin to apply it. That's right. The remedy. The remedy. Uh-huh. Now, the gospel includes repentance. I want to read oh, another quote. Wow. I yeah. want to read another quote you had from that article. We are all called to a life of repentance for the kingdom of God is at hand. That's what Jesus said. We, both white people and people of color, must turn away from our support of white supremacy But repentance is not simply an apology. It's an about face. It is openly acknowledging how we are going in the wrong direction. And in America, that means actively resisting and dismantling white supremacy in our own organizations as a first step to practicing mutual submission and shared power. Yeah. Yes. We We are called to a life of repentance. That's what it that's just what it means to be um, a child of God, to Mm -hmm. be regularly engaging in a practice of, of repentance that we are just called to that. We're called to seek the Lord. We're called to be in prayer about it and we're called to make changes. And that's what's a part of the process of sanctification. We will be doing this throughout our journey. Mm -hmm. But as it relates to issues of white supremacy, there needs to be some repentance there and it can't just be a oops or an apology or I'm sorry. Uh, Repentance is about actual change a change of 
thinking, a change of attitudes, a change of emotions, but quite importantly, a change in behavior. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to multiracial churches in particular, we have to really think about the power dynamics in the church. That's what I would say first. Where is the power? How are decisions made? Who gets to make those decisions? And as actually Pastor Loritz talked about in in episode seven, is that we have to also be aware of the dynamics outside of the church that could be impacting the power dynamics within Within the church. church. So be aware of that. Be aware of those as well. So we we want to move toward that and to be actively engaged in it. And don't turn away from it. Be Mm -hmm. honest. Mm -hmm. Be honest about how we are reproducing a system that says white is right, white is better, white ought to be dominant. This episode is called Come to the Altar. Yeah. Let's come to the altar. So Dr. Corey, in, in, in my upbringing, the altar call always had not just instrumental music playing underneath, but the choir who assisted the pastor in the altar call. Yes. And absolutely. the choir, you, you you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. And that music uh, really set the space and the mood. It sure did. And the choir would get up and they would sing, come to Jesus. Oh, wow, yes. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus just now, just now. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus just now. And it's always about, you know, really... Coming to Jesus. That's right. Coming back to Jesus because Jesus' arms are open wide for you. Amen. Jesus is there to accept you. That's right. That repentance isn't something about feeling bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. It's it's an opportunity to be to return to the love of God. That's right. To the to the comfort of God, to the power of God, to the rest of God. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what repentance really is leading us to. And it restores us. To the place that God intended us to be from the very beginning. Amen. And I just have to say that repentance is a long journey. Yes. You know, and it's not just your moment of salvation or conversion Mm -hmm. repentance that we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the ongoing work of looking at ourselves. Search my heart, oh God. See if Mm. there's any wicked way in Mm. me. And Remind me, tell me, yes. so that I may be made right with you. Yes. Uh, that's what repentance does. It, yeah. it helps us to look at ourselves honestly. And as a pastor, I just have to say to the pastors and other leaders listening here that we have a high responsibility mm-hmm. and accountability for the discipleship of our communities of faith. Yeah, wow. We will give an account when we stand before the Lord. Mm. And he said, I called you to pastor, to shepherd, to equip the body of Christ and to teach them whatever the Lord Jesus commanded. What did you do? Mm. And racial justice, brothers and sisters, is not antithetical to the gospel of Jesus Christ in this mission of the church. Absolutely it is central. Not. It is central. It is central. Especially in this country, in this context, we cannot get around that. 
and members, you know, if you, you say, well, I'm not I'm not a leader, so I don't have any responsibility. Right. I'm off the hook. Nope. Uh, nope you're not off the hook. Uh, you are not without excuse. You know, the word James tells us faith without works is dead. Mm. So if you say you are a follower of Jesus, Jesus requires this work yeah. and the work of repentance gets us back to the heart of God. Amen. 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 And, you know, there are several things that um, I have had to work through and to continue to work on in my own journey of sanctification. That means continuing to repent from Mm -hmm. uh, Pastor Rich and uh, some of these things we've touched upon throughout our time together in this, in this um, uh, podcast, this season. But, one of the things I want to encourage people to think about and to talk to the Lord about and come to Jesus about is not putting the Lord first. Mm. Um, and a big part of that is not believing what God says about you okay. and about others, mm-hmm. that, that you are created in the image of God mm-hmm. and that others are created in the image of God. So to what extent are you um, reinforcing that in yourself and in other people? To what extent are you not? To what extent are you uh, diminishing that? Uh, because God calls us to to love uh, our neighbors as ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, God calls us to love God <laughs> and to worship God. And so it's really important that we talk, talk to the Lord about, are we believing what you say mm-hmm. or are we believing what what the world says uh, and then something else is that we really want to consider how is it that we are investing in power systems of the world and in particular for this for this podcast we're talking about white supremacy but there are others as well uh, we've talked about gender mm-hmm. a, gen- a system of, of gender uh, inequality and oppression, but you know how are we investing in those power systems? And 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 remember that you know anybody can do that. We are all uh, in this context having to think about, process, talk to Lord about how are we going to decolonize ourselves from a mindset, behaviors, ways of relating that are steeped in white supremacy. Uh, how can we? How are we reproducing white supremacy in our own lives? How are we reproducing white supremacy uh, in the organizations that we lead? How are we reinforcing the idea that white is what's right? Yeah, not not that God is what's right, not that God is right, but that white is right. Yes. And um, how are we? How are we doing that? And so. My encouragement and something that both Pastor Rich and I have to work through, go to the Lord about regularly, regardless. Again, this has nothing to do with your racial identity or your ethnic identity. Uh, We are all having to do this work of repenting from white supremacy. So our encouragement is to talk to the Lord about that and repent of whatever comes to your spirit. And the word says that uh, the Lord gives grace to the humble. Mm-hmm. He gives grace to the humble. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. those who 
look at uh, issues of racial injustice, whether in our past or our present, with humility are the ones who receive an abundance of grace from God. Yes. And that level of humility requires us to listen well to Mm. one another. Mm. to listen to our siblings, particularly the ones who are closest to suffering, no, amen. Amen. closest to the impacts uh, of suffering yeah. generationally. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, and to listen well with the intent to learn mm. that, mm. that mm. requires a, a, a special kind of humility. One that identifies I'm not superior to m- my sibling. Mm. I'm not superior. Mm. 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 Um, I'm, I'm, I'm with, mm. and I want to listen well and, and learn well, because if you, if you're, if you're one of those folks who is all about truth, but you don't have love, you, 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 you're out of balance. You're out of balance. You're like a clinging symbol. That's what Paul said. Mm-hmm. You know, if, but if we're all love <laughs> and no truth, then we're not being honest yeah. with where we are right now. And we're not really being loving. And ultimately, you you think you're being loving. You think you're being loving. By not saying the truth. You think you're being loving by not pointing out where the brokenness is. Yeah. Uh, But actually, it's not loving. It's not. It's not loving to withhold uh, what God says. Uh, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me (laughs) to preach the good news Mm. to the poor. Mm. If we're not honest about what's on the heart of Jesus, Uh we're not being loving. Uh We're being unloving because we're particularly being selfish. Yes. yes. And those walls need to come down in in Jesus name. Amen. 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 We actually want to engage in repenting from practices where we're not taking care of ourselves. Yeah. Where we're not stewarding uh, ourselves well. Dr. Corey, can can you say just a little bit, though, uh, isn't it that uh, some uh, repressed groups are taught to take care of others first? Oh, goodness gracious. Yes, yes. You know, we are we live in a context where we have historically been taught to take care of and I'm going to speak directly white people over ourselves, Mm. that people of color have been socialized to prioritize the needs the uh, the emotional needs, the material needs, the opportunities, the ideas of white people of ourselves. When we do that, we are actually telling God that, well, God, we we're, you're not, we don't necessarily believe believe you. Yes. Yeah, and so um, we have to begin to change how we think. Again, that goes back to the decolonizing, and as we decolonize ourselves from investments in white supremacy, then we can move toward a freedom where we can begin to believe that we are the beloved and we are worth, we are, we are of um, immense worth to God. And that we can take care of ourselves. That's right. <laughs> and that not only can, but we ought to. We ought to. Because this is the body and the life that God has given us. And he has called us to use uh, our gifts and skills for his glory. Mm-hmm. Not that of other people and not that of a system of the world. Mm-hmm. And so coming to that work uh, healthily is important. And to do that, we must take care of ourselves. Uh, We must value ourselves. And that care is emotional health, uh, spiritual health, physical health, relational health. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe that as well. And, you know, when we talk about repentance, there, there are folks who can say, all right, I've done that work. Hey, I've searched my heart and there's nothing. I have nothing to, 
have nothing to repent of. It sounds like the rich young ruler. Mm. And in in the New Testament, John, First uh, John one eight says, "If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, mm. and the truth is not in us." Mm, mm, mm. We deceive ourselves. You deceive yourself if you Ooh. say you you claim to be without sin, mm. because mm. Mm. because the only person who is without sin is the one who's not breathing. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> you you must be you must say your your heart has stopped. Yes, oh <laughs> you, my you gosh. didn't gone. But as yeah. long as you on this side, come on now. Uh, uh, of you know the the grave, <laughs> you have something. Yes, you have something, and you most assuredly of. have something to repent of as it relates to white supremacy in this society, in these United States and of America. And if you think you don't, mm-hmm. well, mm, mm, mm. yes, yes, we do. Um, for ourselves, uh, that that really points to the belief that you have been made in the image of God, and so have others. So mm. have your siblings. Mm-hmm. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Then you need to live it. Uh oh. Do you believe it? Then don't just say it. Don't just tweet about it. <laughs> Go be about it. Uh oh. Wait, did you start <laughs> preaching again? Did you say another I'm sorry. word? It's the podcast. It's, it's not. It's the, it's the it's the preaching. Come in your Jesus. Come we hear to the choir. Jesus. Here we go. Yes. Come to Jesus just now. Come on. Just now, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Just now, mm-hmm. come to Jesus, y'all. And you know what? We we aren't here to tell you exactly what to repent of specifically. Um, you know, really, that's the kind of work that the Holy Spirit will do in you. Um, God knows you, God knows exactly where you are in your journey and, and, and what you have to repent of will be something we imagine will be something quite particular to you. And so our encouragement to you is to sit with, with God about this, uh, talk to the Lord about this. And, and if you are feeling something in your spirit right now, Mm -hmm. just now, yeah. Our encouragement to you is to respond, is to respond, to come. Yeah. <laughs> to come. Come to Jesus. Come. If your heart is heavy, mm-hmm. burdened, just come mm-hmm. and lay it there at the altar. Mm-hmm. Give it to God. Mm-hmm. If you don't know exactly how to change, I'm so grateful for a God that works in us to, to do the work. Right. Um, So ask God for help. Ask God to to work in you. To do for his good pleasure. That is what the beauty of the gospel offers, that we can rest in the work of God. But it's about us laying ourselves at the altar. So whatever you feel in your spirit, I, I encourage you to listen. That's a word. Well, you know, Pastor Rich, you know, after we come to Jesus, what's really beautiful about that and doing it uh, in the church is we have uh, the community 
around mm. us. Yes. The church around us. Okay, 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 okay. Was it in your church like, you know, you come down to the altar, there were people who would surround you? Yes, absolutely. There were people Ooh. down there, people ready to pl- pray with you. Yes. Uh, so you had that sense of community. It wasn't mm. just you on your own. Mm-hmm. And as we talked so about good. at the beginning of, of our time together, that really, you know, the 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 dream is the beloved community. That's right. The dream is the beloved community. And we talked about that being where people, including pastors, staff, and congregants, experience love, safety, acceptance, freedom, and mutual care and support where people are empowered and valued, can grow and contribute in ways that are consistent with their gifts and capacities. And so our desire is to not just leave here and say, well, repent, but to say we would love for us to continue this journey in community. And so we are uh, going to continue to do that kind of work. Yes, we are so grateful for the community that's been uh, building around the Elusive Dream podcast. And so what you can be looking forward to next is an Elusive Dream website. Yes, that's going to be a a one stop place where folks can get information about redeeming the dream communities. Yes. So we are going to uh, have these communities where people can um, small, small cohorts of people where we will we will walk together over an extended amount of time, um, really working through some of these things that we've talked about, begun to talk about in the elusive dream, but with the idea of redeeming uh, the dream. That's right. Right. That it's not going, it's not about it staying elusive, but mm-hmm. it's about getting to the gospel and, and living out what God ultimately calls us to do. Yes. When, when God does redemptive work, he restores us back to the original design. Yes. Come on now. And so the dream had a beautiful design to mm. it. Yes. But it's been lost and it's become elusive. It's sure enough. It's time to redeem that. It got that whacked way. and jacked. <laughs> it sure did. It sure did. We got to redeem it. We got to the redeem Lord's, it. Yes. Amen. Uh, in addition to that, folks can also find some resources. Yes. And one yes. of the resources we are currently working on right now is the Elusive Dream Discussion Guide. Yes, yes. yes. So as we mentioned that we want it to be a conversation that goes beyond this podcast that you can have conversations with other people. And we are going to be developing that uh, discussion guide for you to be able to use and access and listen to the podcast and then have a conversation around it with some ideas that we have put together for you. That's right. And I know folks uh, in in these kind of experiences, they want to connect with other people. Yeah. And so we do want to have a connecting event, uh, yes. a conference of sorts. But I know folks want to see each other in person, network, build community together around continuing this mission of building the beloved community. Yes, yes. And then finally, uh, some workshops. Yes. So all of that is coming up by God's grace. Amen. 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 And we really hope that you'll look out for it. Uh, as, I, as we mentioned, we'll be uh, putting that information about these opportunities on our social media platforms. That's right. Follow us on all of the socials. And so I just want to um, say uh, thank you, Pastor Rich, for uh, getting me out of my comfort zone. I don't mm. know if our listeners know, but this is out of my comfort zone doing this. Never would have thought. <laughs> but I'm so grateful that you um, invited me to go on this journey 
and to do this together. And one of the um, gifts that I appreciate about you as a pastor, you have many gifts as a pastor, but your ability to see um, other people and mm. to see what your congregants and other people have, the skills they have, and your giftedness in cultivating that. So that's how I experienced this, and I want to say thank you for that, for um, inviting me on here and and pastoring me in this way. Yeah, you about to have me all teared up. Hey, where's Pastor Kleenex? <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm well, just so glad you said yes, you know, to this, <laughs> Dr. Corey, because I know your schedule is full, uh, your life is full, and this content is rich. Yeah. It is so rich. Mm. And folks could, they could read, uh, they can go listen to interviews, but the mm. fact that we took time in this podcast to unpack those interviews yeah. with all of your experience and research that is mm. founded and grounded mm. um, was a, a blessing and a benefit to me personally, and I know for the for our listeners as well. And the fact that I get to do this with somebody, like, I consider you a friend, you yeah, know. we's friends. We's friends. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I definitely have, I'm starstruck by being with Dr. Corey Little Edwards. <laughs> oh, <goodness laughs> like, what? You finna be on there with Dr. Corey? I sure is. <laughs> oh, Lord. Somebody asked me, like, how is, how is Dr. Corey? I was like, I don't know. She drinks her coffee black? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I put a little milk in it. <laughs> you a little bit of milk. Uh-huh. That's right. That's Right. No sugar, <laughs> no sugar. Can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's been fun. It's it has been, been. It's been enjoyable. It hasn't been. Have. It hasn't been a chore. So thank you, Doctor Corey. Yeah. And I have got to give a major shout out to somebody who's always with us, but he's quiet in the background. Malcolm Morgan. Hey! Okay, y'all. He's boop, doing a little boop, boop. jig. You can't see him, but he's doing a little <laughs> jig. He heads up Urban Arts Digital. I hope y'all check out his company. Yes. Thank you so much for the work that you have done putting this podcast together, making it sound all good and smooth and tight. Yes. He has uh, produced Every episode, yes, uh, with such class and professionalism, yes, and I get comments all the time about how good this podcast uh-huh, is. Uh-huh. And when somebody said, when Doctor, when somebody said, y'all kind of sound like a like an NPR <laughs> podcast, I was <laughs> like, what? What? They're like, what? They're like, yeah, yeah, the music coming in and, mm-hmm. and the interviews and stuff, I was like. That's exactly how Dr. Corey envisioned it. <laughs> so it's, that Malcolm, you know, executed that. Yes. Oh, man. Well, Unbelievable. To the Urban Arts Digital. Thank you. Give us Thank a you. shout out. Yes. Yes. Yep. He's pointing again. He's, <laughs> he's like, no, nah, I'm just a producer. I just want to let y'all know the visual. He's like, huh? Oh. Pointing, to the, pointing to the Lord. Yes. Well, listen, folks, we thank you all for listening subscribing as well as sharing. Yes. Thank the Elusive you. Dream podcast. Wherever you have found it, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify or just Googling or one of our social media accounts, we are so grateful. Please continue to share this um, and send us a review. Leave a review for us. It helps us to further the conversation with others. Yes, yes, yes. That would be we would be so grateful for that. And uh, Pastor Rich, let's just remind people, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter. I've been quite active there as a recent. Uh, <laughs> you got stuff to say. I got stuff, stuff to, to say. And uh, Twitter is uh, better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so on uh, on Twitter at Richard Wesley and on Instagram at Rich Johnson Online. Dr. Corey, where can we find you? 
Well, I am on Twitter, I am on Facebook, and I'm on Instagram, and you can find me at Corey Little Edwards, that's spelled K-O-R-I-E. So, Dr. Corey, you get the final say. What do you want our listeners to remember from this podcast? Well, y'all, the dream may be elusive, Uh, but it is attainable. Yeah. (laughs) We got it. We got it. We finally got there. Eight episodes. That's right. That's right. Thank you.